Blog Talk Radio.
your host, Apostle, Prophet Ed Everly. I'd like to welcome everybody here in the United States, around the world, and I'd like to welcome our family and friends that will be joining us tonight also. Uh, as many said, they're going to be uh, tuning in this evening, so I just welcome them too. Uh, tonight's going to be a special night, a special program. We have a guest tonight that I'm really proud and honored to have, Pastor Butch Clay. He's a pastor in Concord, North Carolina. Now, I'm going to be introducing Pastor Butch here in a few minutes, but I have a couple things I wanted to say. Uh, one thing uh, I want to really say it's very important. Uh, Montel Fields it has this network right here. It's over the network. It's over the programs and everything here. Uh, she has a special need here in her family. Her father is really very sick with COVID uh, and some other areas where he's in the hospital right now on, I believe, on a respirator, and other family members have been attacked. There's been a lot going on with her right now. In fact, it's a miracle, really, we have the program tonight. But, you know, when I talked to her today, she said, no, the word must go out. And that is so true. And that, that sounds like a woman of faith, doesn't it? And that's the way we need to feel about that. The word must go out. But I want you all to remember her and her family in prayer and break the power of the enemy out of that thing and speak for a speedy recovery in the name of Jesus Christ for her father and her family. And everything will just be right in order again. That's what we're standing for and believing for and declaring. So just please agree with us, folks. We want your prayers, okay? I want to say that. It's very important. She's a very precious lady, a true blessing, a true woman of faith that loves Jesus Christ and is really a sold-out Christian. So remember her and her family and your prayers. And also, uh, tonight, before we uh, introduce our special guest, I'm going to pray. Because we're in a subject matter tonight is very important. It's the second most important thing that we'll learn uh, tonight that we can learn. It's, it's, it's God's timetable. It's God's clock. This program isn't a happenstance name, God's hour of truth. We know God's word is all truth, but the hour of truth that it's in, it's, it's for the minute. It's not for something that was years ago or something for the future, but it's what now, God, what do you want right now at this minute? And that's what we try to uh, have our programs about what is God saying to us this minute, and that's what is God saying to you this minute, and that's what we're all about. So before we go any further, let's just look the Lord in prayer and ask God to just bless this time tonight as Pastor and I discuss the Word of God, okay? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Father, I thank you again for the privilege to have a program here and be able to share your word, Father, and see your hand move in a mighty way, Lord. I just thank you for what you have done these, these past weeks and months and how you showed your, your strength and power and your love to your people. And, Father, I just ask you now, and I thank you right now, that you're going to show your power and your love tonight in this between Pastor and I as we discuss your word, that you're going to move in a mighty way, that you're going to deal with hearts, Father that you're going to move in the lives of people, Father, because we want to draw as many to Jesus as we can. We know that is the most important thing, to bring them to Christ, get them saved, healed, and delivered. And we know, Lord, that as you just told me a few days ago, of you getting all the glory, how you spoke to me in a special way, Father, that we, so we glorify you right now. We give you all glory. We give you all praise for anything that happens on this program tonight, anything that happens in our lives, anything that's happened so far, Father. We give you all the glory and all the praise. 
And, Father, right now we just take the authority that you've given us in Luke chapter 10, verse 19 and 20. And, Satan, I bind you now. I cast you out of these airwaves right now. I cast you out of these homes, out of these listeners' homes right now, out of their ears, out of their heads. I rebuke you and I command you out. People will listen tonight without being distracted in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And I thank you, Father, that you will speak to the hearts for what you want for them, what you have for them, Father, because it's about each individual here tonight, Father. We don't look at it in a form of many people. We look at it as an individual because we're all individuals. So, Lord, those that are coming tonight that, that need to hear whatever they need or whatever they need to hear, Father, I just thank you now that you're going to minister by your Holy Spirit tonight. And by faith right now, Lord, we just release your Holy Spirit into us to give us the words that we are to say, Father, that what we're to talk about and how we're to speak about it, what we're to say about it. And, Lord, would you would move upon the people for what is for them. How does this apply to their lives? What do you have for them? And, Father, we'll give you all the glory and the praise, for it's in the name of Jesus we pray. And they all said, Amen and Amen and Amen. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do tonight. We give you all the praise. Hallelujah. Okay, uh, before I go very much further right here, I'm going to uh, introduce our guest, Pastor Butch Clay, and I'm going to turn the mic over to him as he tells a little bit about himself right there and everything is church, and uh, then we're going to be starting our, our meeting right there with the Word of God. Okay, Pastor Butch, uh, you're online right now. You take the mic. Are you there, Pastor Butch? Hello? Sometimes what happens, uh, I'll, I'll correct that, uh, we had this happen all oh, a few weeks ago, and sometimes the, the uh, electronic equipment won't kick in until uh, things happen there. In other words, it has to kick in. That happened when I was on a man's program here recently, and it was about, maybe eight to nine minutes or so till it actually came on the line right there. So uh, we're going to give Pastor Butch a little time here. I told him that this might happen because sometimes these things have, have gotten kind of crosswise. We've had some special setups on there, so this could be it. But uh, I'll just uh, give you a little briefing tonight, even before Pastor comes in. Uh, we're going to be talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, you'll say, well, that's a familiar subject. I've heard about that. Well, let me just lay this little foundation. Uh, the gifts of the Spirit is the second most important thing today because the most important thing is holiness and empowerment. Now, empowerment comes from the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which enables us to walk in the gifts of the Spirit. Now, the fruit of the Spirit is Galatians 5, 23, which is Jesus Christ. Uh, lifestyle in other words his character who he is with his character his faithfulness his love his kindness his self-control uh his uh, faithfulness everything which is is the fruit so you see our fruits are the most important thing because if we have all the giftings and move powerfully in the giftings and we don't have fruit of the spirit it brings reproach upon jesus christ but tonight we're going to be dealing in the gifts of the spirit which is the ability of Jesus Christ. And he has a character, and he has giftings. Now, what Jesus did in this earth was 
always in just the fruit or the gifts of the Spirit. Everything he did was in the fruit and gifts of the Spirit. He didn't do it in his God's power, or otherwise he wouldn't be able to say to us in John fourteen twelve, the things that I do, so shall you do even greater things. So it's all in the fruit and gifts of the Spirit. So if you want to be more like Jesus, if I want to be more like Jesus, first of all, we don't just say less of me and more of you. We say none of me and all of you. And then we turn around and we learn what the fruit of the Spirit is and walk, make sure we're walking that and ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Then what the gifts of the Spirit are and what they are and how we operate in them, and he'll use us that way also. And if you and I will learn these things and we will walk in the gifts of the Spirit, which we're going to be talking about tonight, we will show the power of God because he uses us just what he did on, on, on earth when he was here. There was nothing that Jesus did that you and I can't do in the realm of ability, like healing the sick, casting out devils, raising the dead, whatever it might be. So it's there for you and I to do, but it's through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, when God gives us those gifts and those gifts of the Holy Spirit, uh, Romans 11:29 says they are irrevocable. They're irrevocable. Now, the Corinthians were very gifted people. As you read the book of Corinthians, as Paul, Paul wrote, but they were very immature people. They were as carnal. So you see, they lacked in the fruit area, and this brought reproach. See, Now, God never takes a gift from anybody. He will not take them. But what happens is if we're not really walking as God would have us to walk and not living the life that he wants, we walk out of the realm of the Holy Spirit, and therefore we won't hear his voice and won't be able to operate in these gifts, you see. He doesn't take them from us, but we walk out of them if we don't follow him and aren't obedient to Jesus Christ. So I uh, wanted to share that with you to prepare you, but this is a word really for this hour. This is a word for this hour, the uh, empowerment and also the holiness, you see. So we're going to deal tonight, like I say again, in the empowerment because this is very important. This is what's going to usher in Jesus Christ. We're approaching the greatest move of God that was ever on this earth, the latter rain. And, of course, he's taken a group called the remnant that will walk in the fruit of the Spirit and will walk in the gifts of the Spirit that he will be able to use in any way that he chooses to use. So we're going to get into that, and I pray that Brother Butch is here right now. Uh, Pastor Butch, are you here yet? Hello? Are you here yet? Okay, well. Uh, we're running a little bit late there right now, but I trust everything will be all right. And uh, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to read the verses. I can kind of get started a little bit, so I won't be discussing until the pastor gets here. First uh, Corinthians chapter 12, we're going to be discussing verses uh, 1 through verses 11. 1 through 11. Okay, if you have your Bibles, I'll give you a minute there to find that. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through verses 11. Okay. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaketh by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed. And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now, there are diversities of gifts, 
but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administration, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. For to one is given the Spirit of the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Now, as we read that, we see in that reading there's nine gifts right there if you counted them all up. Now, uh, they are actually put into three categories, those nine gifts. And the three categories, first of all, are revelation gifts, which is the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. They're revelation gifts. Gives you understanding, revelation of what's going on, things that you wouldn't know. Revelation gifts. Now, the power gifts are faith, healings, and miracles. They're the power gifts. They're the manifestations of miracles, healing, deliverance, casting out devils, raising the dead, whatever it might be. They're the power gifts there. You can see why they're called power gifts. And the revelation gifts are understanding gifts. Okay, the vocal gifts, gifts that you speak out of your mouth that vocalizes to, to the hearer is prophecy, tongues, and interpretation. Now, tongues is uh, when you speak in tongues in a language that you don't understand unless you have interpretation. Okay, interpretation interprets tongues. Now, prophecy is really the same as tongues and interpretation because tongues and interpretation equals prophecy, the two of them. So it's two gifts right there operate, one will come forth. But just speaking in our understanding is the gift of prophecy. Okay, I laid that foundation. I'm laying some foundations here. Uh, Pastor Butcher, are you here yet? Hello? Hello? Okay, I trust nothing went wrong there in the realm of our uh, a lady that uh, turns on everything there. You know, something didn't come up or something didn't get turned on. Uh, so I will, uh, honey, if you're on the line, which I believe you are right now, give her a call to make sure everything is okay with that there uh, for us being turned on the line. Okay, I'll go into this a little bit more because there's things that I can be saying right here to get started before we even break it down to what it is. Another thing, if you have your pencils and paper, what I've even said so far, uh, go ahead and uh, take notes. I meant to say that before we even got started here tonight about taking notes because there's many things here. Another thing is uh, when this program ends, uh, what happens? It comes on the on-demand section. And that on-demand section, uh, you can play it again because you never can get out of anything you listen to out of one time. You need to listen to it several times for it really to learn and understand more about it. Now, another thing, uh, in, the, in the gifts of the Spirit, uh, sometimes there's people 
uh, these gifts that kind of gives it a bad name from some people. People say, oh, I can't help myself. I, uh, you know, maybe they'll interrupt the service or something. You might have heard that if somebody had bad experiences that way. But uh, that is not of God. The Bible tells us about the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 14, 32, that let the spirit of prophet uh, be subject to the prophet. So in other words, when I have a gift, like God gives me a gift like prophecy, and I operate in the church or whatever, I, if I'm sitting there, what I do, I have that gift that in that particular time where it's needed, why I'll wait till there's a lull in the service before I speak. I won't interrupt the pastor. I won't interrupt the uh, music leader or anything like that. So they're under our control. It isn't something that we go out and left field with and become crazy with it, some people might think. Cause I used to think that way before I knew myself as a baby Christian. You know, I didn't know any better, and I've seen some experiences, and it didn't exactly do good by me. So recognize that, that uh, these things are, are decently in order, all these things. And these gifts are strictly for service. It's God entering into a need that needs to be met. And when he enters into a need that needs to be met, uh, he uses these gifts severally as he will, you see. I can't claim any gift of the Spirit myself. It's used in me as he deems necessary. Now, there's gifts of the Spirit that I'm used in more than others. I've, I've actually operated in all the gifts of the Spirit. But he uses some more than the other, you see. And some people don't operate in all the gifts. Some might be just one, two, or three gifts. It, 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 whatever is needed, whatever they're called for to do, whatever God's calling is in their life. So, But these are here for everybody, which is just simply for service. It's not to be, become some flamboyant uh, character, some hotshot or something that people might think, but it's strictly for service, for service, getting a job done, helping people is what it is. It's God coming into the picture, doing it through you, whether he's using prophecy, whether he's using a miracle, gift of healing, and gift of faith and of course, uh, these need a lot of explanation, really, what they are, because there's the way they operate. And many people, you know, know about the gifts of the Spirit. They've heard about them, but they wouldn't know if it came upon them how to, to operate in or what to do or what is that. Some people say, well, I wish God would use me in a gift of the Spirit or gifts of the Spirit. But what happens, he tried to, but you just didn't really understand what it was. And uh, so we need to have knowledge and understanding in all these things. Uh I'm going, to, I'm going to get started right now. I don't know what happened right now. I really don't know what happened. But uh, I'm going to get started on this right now. Honey. Hello? Big call. I did talk to Dustin. I don't know if I got cut off. I don't know if he got the message or whatever. But um, I did give him the message, so um, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, that, okay. that's one tell us, husband. All right. I'll let you go. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Brand's trying to call you. Hello? Hello? Yes. Butch? Yeah, can you hear me, Ed? Yes, Pastor Butch. Yes, sir. It, uh, okay. I was going, I, I got a lot of teaching in during that time, was able to get there, so thank God we didn't waste any time. But uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Did they just turn you on, or or, or what happened? I, I, I have no idea. Uh, you know, I'm not the world's greatest techie person. Uh, I just stepped out of the room a minute ago and told Fran to call Sabina and tell her that, hey, I can tell Ed that I can hear him, but obviously he can't hear me. 
so you know the technology is a wonderful thing until it fails. Yeah, it, believe me, I, the first time I was on this program with Montel years ago, I, it dropped off seven times, and and the devil overplayed his card because when we played, when I was teaching, it cut me off, and then she'd get me back on, and then come back on, and you know I never missed a, a stroke. It didn't get excited or anything, and she commented about that. So it didn't hurt the message at all. It flowed and showed that God can outdo the devil. So it, it happened. Absolutely. You know, Sabina, just called, Sabina just called Dustin a minute ago, and Dustin must have got So I didn't know. Maybe they had a call from the hospital or something, you know. Okay. Uh, but praise God. I'm glad to have you. This is Pastor Butch. But you heard what on went on so far, right? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much up to date with you. With everything, because I really kind of covered everything except getting into what the reading is and the gifts themselves. But I was getting the uh, the circle, they're setting a little foundation to it, what it is, and giving them an understanding. And that's what I wanted to do a little bit first, so that worked out. But praise God, I'm glad you're on here tonight. I'm just glad I, I didn't know what you know went on. But uh, folks, I'm gonna. This is kind of a different way of doing things, but praise God, it's here, it's working, and God's working. So never get discouraged when things don't go the way they should, because I'll tell you what, uh, we've had ministries burst out of things that didn't go right. One of the programs that I'm on right now, a miracle healing program that God used to raise a dead person the other day, and many other miracles, alacomas and everything, uh, I, that started because of a mess up, sort of like this, everything went south, you know? <laughs> It was worse than that. Yeah, so, but, you know, if uh, if God wants to work this show from the back to the front, he can do it. Uh, he, he's got it. He, well, Pastor, you go ahead and, and just, uh, uh, he's a very good friend, him and his lovely wife and family, beautiful people, have a wonderful church, and I'm honored and privileged to have my brother with me tonight. And I'm just going to let him just take the microphone here tonight and talk a little bit about himself there, and then, We'll, we'll get into the scripture as he uh, starts the scripture right here this evening. Okay, so Pastor Butch, you're on. <laughs> well, thank you, Brother Ed. Um, as Ed said, I'm Pastor Butch Clay of uh, Cabarrus Christian Fellowship. Uh, we've been a church for about 15 years now. Uh, I studied under Pastor Roger Bird, a very spirit-filled man, and uh, he's the one that stressed the importance of the Holy Spirit to me. Um, everything works by the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, when when God said, light be, that was him releasing his power of the Holy Spirit over the earth to move and do the work and form uh, things the way he wanted them. So, you know, the, the Holy Spirit uh, goes back to creation, has, has a very uh, intimate and detailed work in creation. Um, God gave us the Holy Spirit for a reason, and, and that was so that we would be equipped completely for every ministry. And, and that's why we're here tonight, to, uh, to stress the importance of uh, the things that God has laid out. This this is the foundation uh, for all that we do. And if if we work in the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, we're not going to be short in any gifts. Um, God has planned to... Hello. 
Ed's everything all right? Yes. Uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you fine. I can hear, I you, hear fine. you fine. Yeah, you okay. sound good there. Okay. I, I wasn't sure where we were at here. But yeah, like um, a little... Uh, is there uh-huh. a streaming issue? Uh, pardon me? Okay, I, I, I think we've got it together. But yeah, uh, getting okay, getting back getting back to the church. Uh, we're at 60 Transit Court here in Concord, and uh, if you're in the area and you're looking for a church, uh, we'd love to have you come visit with us. So uh, come come and let us love on you. That's that's what we're about. We're about loving people, and uh, that's that's what God wants us to do. But he's laid a foundation for us here, and Pastor Ed has stressed it out. And uh, I think we're ready to go forward, Ed. Amen. I couldn't agree with you anymore, Butch. We are ready to go. So you go ahead. Okay. uh, The Lord's leading you. Okay. um, We want to get stirred up. The Spirit is within us to be stirred up, right? Amen. That's what prepares us for every good work. Um, We want to be moving every night and every day in the Spirit. And it's like Paul prayed in Ephesians 3. Uh, He wanted to be able to comprehend with all the saints we can see uh, the place where Paul was at in the Holy Spirit, and and that's where God's calling us today. Yes, the the, the same essence that that He prepared Paul for, He's calling us there today. You know, there's the gifts of the Spirit. Some are tongues and miracles, and there's some te- uh, some churches that that teach that uh, this went out with the apostles. Well, if that's true, uh, why is he telling us here that he would not want us to be ignorant concerning the gifts? That's the question that uh, that uh, I, I started exploring here. Um, if he doesn't want us to be ignorant, he wants us to know. And the Corinthians, as you said, were having a problem. Uh, I think they all wanted the flashy gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't. They didn't want to uh, uh, take what some would consult, uh, consider the lesser gifts, but uh, they wanted the showy gifts. They wanted to be. Uh, they wanted to speak in tongues, and Paul himself stressed that, uh, you know, I speak in tongues more than all of you, but it's not the most important gift. Mm-hmm. Proclaiming the word of God is the most important gift that we can work in in the Holy Spirit. Um, yes. Thank so, you, Butch. You had mentioned yes. something a minute ago before we got too far. I thought I'd better say something to you. Some people say, well, that went out with the uh, apostles and everything. And uh, I have a scripture, really, it, it really, I've used this many times that people would say that, it's found in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 18. And uh, what okay. it is, it, it's a great 
uh, Mark chapter 16, uh, starting with verse 15 through 18. Now, 15 and 16 is the Great Commission. It says, Go, you into the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. Okay, that's a great right? Now, the next yeah. few verses says, These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So you see, these, these are... Four, these are four lines, four scriptures that Jesus spoke these words. There are red letters in your Bible, which everybody sees that has their Bibles open. So, listen, if, if uh, the last two are not for us, if that went out with the apostles, then the Great Commission went without them, too, out with them, too, because they were given the Great Commission, and they accepted <laughs> You see, if they went out as far as the empowerment right there and said, hey, that was just for them, then we're not under the Great Commission anymore because that is either all or nothing right there. There's four scriptures, that little paragraph, 15, 16, 17, and 18. So that, that tells you right there, the Great Commission is for us, and we all agree to that. And those that don't agree to that, well, of course, would be wrong. But those that don't agree about the empowerment, you see, are the same way. Hey, it all went out with the apostles. So they can't yeah, have a it, it would it would be like agreeing to the statement that, that Jesus didn't come in the flesh. Right. Exactly. It, it would be blasphemous to to, to say this. But, it um, go ahead. Yeah, he says in John fourteen twelve, Jesus spoke to us. He said, the things that I do, so shall you do, even greater things. He was speaking this hour. So, therefore, if we do, what did Jesus do? Did he do empowerment he, things, or did he do nothing? You know, like I say today, it went out the apostles. Well, uh, being at this hour, greater things we're going to do. He said, you're going to do what I did even greater over a greater area. So if this thing went out, then what's he talking about? You know, we're going to do greater things and do what he did. Evidently, Jesus didn't do any healing, any deliverance, casting out devils, raising the dead. He didn't do anything like that, evidently. But what they would be oh, believing. Oh, but he did. Oh, but he did. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we know um, Jesus done nothing without operating in the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, exactly right. He that That's how he stayed within the will of the Father. Operating in the gifts of these spirits keep us in the will of the Father. And, and that's what leads us to surrender to the Holy Spirit. And like you said, uh, we eventually get to where it's none of me and all of him. And yes. and before you know it, we're walking in the spirit like uh, and thinking nothing about it. That's, that's the it. spirit been... life becomes the natural life to us. What our natural life dictates, the reactions of our natural life, if somebody wrongs you, get them back. But... That's the natural man. So the natural man is programmed for that. But we're, we're not the natural man. We're the spiritual man. In reality, we're seated in heavenly places, our spirit man, in the natural world. Absolutely. Whatever. And we have to live out of our spirit man. So I'm not living out of where I'm sitting. I'm living out of seated in heavenly places, say. And when we do that, then that's where we hear from God because God doesn't speak to my flesh. He speaks to my spirit, man. No, he speaks he, to the spirit. 
that's and we that's where we get the word from him, you know. And and like you said right there, uh, uh, with that whole thing, which uh, we are to do what he did, and to do what he did, that's why he did it through the gifts, and that's why his character was through the fruits. Because otherwise, if he would say, "You can do," he said, "Things I do so well, you do." I could say, "Well, Lord, you did it as God, and I'm not God, so I can't do it." But he came down to our level, and he said, I'm going to make a way, and I'm going to give you these things that you can do what I did. In fact, that is a reasonable service, and that's, uh, And I would like to add to that. That's not just for we that have apostle, prophet, teacher, pastor, evangelist beside our names. That's for whosoever will, because the word works for whosoever will use it. It's not geared for somebody that has 100 years of education uh, somebody has a bunch of titles, uh, no matter who or what they are. It's for people that dare to apply the word. I, I had a, a meeting over uh, several meetings overseas here, uh, and uh, anyhow, through an interpreter and everything, Pakistan, and people were being healed, bang, 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 like that. Miracles are taking place. People are coming to Jesus, and these people accepted for what it was and they received, you know. They were whosoever wills. It didn't have to be a Bible scholar or they didn't have to be, but they, they just simply believed it and received it. So it's for whoever will believe it. So we are on the same ground with what we dare to believe. It says in Ephesians 3.20 that God's abundantly able to do above all that we ask or even think according to the power it works in us. So it depends on how much we dare to accept and make part of our lives. Yeah, and that's part of what Paul was saying in Ephesians 3, 8. You know, uh, it, it brings it all together in, yes, in the does. spirit. And, you yes, know, sir. there's there's an old saying that I'm sure you're familiar with. The, uh, uh, an ounce of anointing is worth a pound of knowledge. Amen. 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 And, and it is much better. This, this head nothing. This this head knowledge will profit you nothing. That's right. And unless right. it gets into your heart, it, it will profit you nothing. It, it's That's exactly. what gets into your heart. But God looks on the heart of men. It's not that hard That's to understand that God is looking at our heart. He is. And he's wanting to see a heart filled with love. That's it. Faith worketh by love, he says in Galatians 5, 6. If we don't have that, we're not going to be moving in faith because we're we're stalled out. That's I our was getting right. ready to say, that, that's, how, that's how we move from faith to faith. Yes, uh, sir. You know, we've all, got the, we've all got the measure of faith that we're saved with, but we have we have to develop the faith that moves mountains, and that's this yeah. kind of faith, you know, that uh, that uh, that stirs us. It develops yes. the trust in God that uh, that He's wanting to wanting us to have. Yes, sir. And you know uh, what you said a while ago about the Holy Spirit. That's He is everything. You know, Zechariah 4, 6 says, It's not by power and might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. It's all through the yeah, Holy spirit. spirit. All through the Spirit. Not us, not our power, our might, or our great knowledge, or anything. But it's by his Holy Spirit, by his grace and mercy, if we use 
believes the word and meet the condition that he's laid out for us to meet to receive what he has for us. We always have to look for conditions. In other words, when I pray and believe for something, what's my part in this? What do I have to do? I must do that. But then after I do that, I must let him do it. I must not try to hurry it up or must not try to think about it. Some people make a mistake, Pastor Butch, of uh, they try to figure out how it's done, and you can't ever figure it out because Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says, uh, tells us that uh, his ways and his thoughts are above ours. They aren't ours. They're above. So I have learned, I've, I've hit the mark 100% when I tried to think of how it was going to be done. I've learned it. I've missed it every time because his thoughts and my thoughts are not the same unless I have the mind of God. <laughs> You see, have that mind of Christ. And uh, but if you use your own human thoughts, you're just going to, uh, well, it leads to failure. That's why we have to let go and let God. Absolutely. Um, we have, you know, there's a place in the Holy Ghost where uh, we, we, we don't allow unbelief. Um, it, it, just, it just doesn't affect us. Uh, God's got all the power in heaven and earth, and we have a secret knowledge of that power, which uh, puts us in a place where we can stand by our faith, and we're not limited. That's right. We're not limited, and we have knowledge that he's in us, and I'm in him, and he's in me, and uh, you, you just—he uh, he just makes you whole. This, this is how we come to the wholeness in the spirit of God. Um, yes, I, I don't know how to put it a better way right now. Um, but what we're what we're trying to the point I think we're trying to make uh get across here is he equips us for every emergency and I think he that's the, the 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 job of the holy spirit because you know, he dispenses he dispenses yeah. these gifts as we need them as as we need them that's it and you know what you said just a minute ago, it's right head on because, you see, our job, when if a person feels alone, lonely, or there's nobody here, it's just me, I'm so alone, we practice his presence, bring his things back to mind. Like David, you know, David encouraged himself when he was a zigzag here and everything just went south. He was in the worst position you could possibly be in, but he encouraged himself. And we have to encourage ourselves, like you said, about the spirit being within us we have to keep that in our minds and our hearts and practice that when the enemy comes against us, try to make us feel lonely. Nobody cares. Nobody loves us. Poor me. And we practice his presence and start to praise him, and that thing will leave, you see. But that's our job, you see. So often, see, we've been given the ability by the power of God to take authority and use these things, but we have to put them into practice for this thing to work. God's not going to get the devil out of you. You we can't. You, we just can't sit on our desk and wait on it to happen. Uh, oh, we, that's where David was so effective at stirring up the spirit within him, and that's what made him a successful Christian. Was he a perfect what, human being? 
by no means he was. But That's right. Like I said in my sermon Sunday, David kept a short account with God. He did. He, he, when, he was, when he was confronted with sin, he dealt with it immediately. And, yeah, and that's the lesson that we need to take away from looking at the life of David. Deal with it. Repent. He was quick to repent. And another thing, you know, in Ziglag here, what he did right away, he encouraged himself, and he didn't run from God. He ran to God and said, Lord, what did I do? The Lord told him what? And he did it, and he got back everything. It, it was lost there at that time. Now, if he could have ran from them men because they were about to kill him, or he could have just got so discouraged and said, Lord, I did all this, now look what happened to me. But he didn't do it. He said, Lord, what did I do, I do now? He came to him. He encouraged himself and knew that God was the only one that could help him. And through doing that, he got it all back. But if he would have failed like a lot of Christians do and run the other way or just kind of give up on things, they would have probably killed him is what would have happened. He definitely would not restored. So success and victory is in who and what you turn to in the midst of crises. Well, when David was in the situation with the prophet, where the prophet looked at him and said, "You are the man," David didn't. Mm-hmm. David didn't walk from that point. He knew right. that if the prophet knew about his sin, he knew God knew about his sin. And, yeah, and he dealt with it. Yes, he did. He did. He dealt with it. You know, we need to be that way. We're not. None of us are at a place nobody ever was, other than of course the Lord Himself, that we're in perfection. I, I want people to tell me if I'm in the wrong or something. I want corrected because I'd rather be corrected here where I can make a change than be before Him where the change is no more. And uh, uh, Pastor Butch, uh, yes. I want to get into the with us now, or do you have a little bit more you want to go on here, or whatever you think? Cause I'm, I I'm, make... I'm sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't hear you, Ed. Oh, okay. Yes, if I want uh, to go on, or... Yeah, would you like to go along a little more with what you're saying, or would you like to start into the gifts now so we can cover each of the gifts? Yeah, let's, 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 let's continue on with the gifts. That's why we came here tonight. Um, okay, yeah, I thought I would there, because it, it, we, we have some good things we're talking about right there, what you and I are discussing the things that everybody needs to keep in mind because you hold the key to your own victory. We know in, in uh, uh, 8.1 of Joshua, it says that we are to meditate upon the word day and night. And if we do that, we make our way successful. God doesn't make us successful. We make ourselves successful by following his pattern for what he tells us to do. It, it It's automatically like gravity. I can be holding a baseball in my hand and open my hand and gravity it's going to fall to the floor if I turn it loose. Now that's the same with the word of God. As we apply that it's going to happen. God doesn't make it happen then. He set that in order thousands of years ago that when we do certain things it's going to happen. That's just like preaching the word. As we talk about the gifts tonight, I've seen many times those gifts will go into operation healings and things like that just in talking about them uh, like that because these gifts are alive. They're alive for, for us as we apply them, as God sees to use them, to say. And that's why it's so important because uh, it, it, to a lot of people, I, I know when I first got saved many moons ago, uh, I didn't understand these things. I had a lot of hard times. So God showed me these things. That's why I, I really like to see people 
learn these things and understand and walk in them because knowing what they bring forth. And well, <laughs> go ahead, Pastor Butch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Getting back. Um, uh, let, let's look at verse eight. For to one is given by the Spirit, by the Spirit, the word of wisdom. Um, that's wisdom is the ability to apply God's word to your life. So this would be a very cherished, uh, cherished gift to have. Uh, would be the word of wisdom. Okay, the word. The word of wisdom. Now, James, you're speaking of James 1 5. It said he won't hold back on us. It says, These are like wisdom ask. And we need regular wisdom. There's no doubt about it. Wisdom, discernment, understanding. Now, there's a, uh, just like we'll learn as we go a little further, the word of wisdom is a little different technology on this. The word of wisdom, I'll give you a little thing on that. It's just like Jesus, when he said, Remember, uh, which when he said, uh, uh, build this temple, he said that you're going to restore this temple, in three days I'm going to build it back up again. Remember when Jesus said that before he, he died? Oh, yeah. You know what he, he was talking about, uh, not to his death and resurrection. Now, a word of wisdom is a prophetical word that's given for the future, and it doesn't matter if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Some people call that prophecy, but we'll see what prophecy is a little later. I'm not going to say what it is now as we, we talk about these things. But the word of wisdom is a word that can be good or bad about what's going to happen. Or even the time that we hear prophetically, we call it prophetically in Revelation, the time of the Antichrist, the horrible things. That's actually a word of wisdom for the future. That's a word of wisdom. And some of these gifts will combine together. Complicate thing, but I'm just kind of just dealing with the one because some of these gifts go together. We'll see in a little while. But the word of wisdom is a, is a future event. Uh, it can be good or a bad future event, but a word of wisdom. It, it, it's a thing, and we have a tendency to call it prophetical. And they called back in the Old Testament prophetical because they didn't operate in the gifts of the Spirit per se. Then they just got things, and of course, is a, a, a little different now in a prophet because there they didn't have the Holy Spirit except the prophet had and the people had to listen to him because he was a man of God, where now people have the Holy Spirit and it could be a prophet and will operate in a little different way, you see. But they had to listen to the, the man of God then because there was no other thing for themselves. He was dictating everything to them. But, no, that, that's the, the true sense of this, this gift of the Spirit is a word of wisdom. And, uh, of course, uh, the beginning of wisdom is the, is the fear of the Lord, Understanding who he is, uh, uh, that's the whole thing, the respect and admonition of God. But that's what they mean by the spiritual gift of the word of wisdom. Yeah, it, it, but it's also an understanding uh, of what God is saying. Uh, you can't just uh, close him out and, and understand right. him from the physical sense. You have to understand it in the spiritual sense, and and that's what makes this a gift, uh, uh, such a special gift from God, is is the it, understanding that comes with the wisdom. Right, it's two uh, things there. You know, it's just like 
uh, the gift of tongues and your prayer language, they're two different things. You could call them gifts, but the gift of tongues isn't the same as your prayer language. And that's like wisdom because it's a James 1 5. But it is, a, like you said there, it is a necessity because if we lack wisdom, let us ask. Because if we don't have wisdom, uh, we don't know how to apply our knowledge because we can have all the knowledge in the world. But, you know, wisdom gives us the understanding of how to apply that knowledge. Because wisdom, wisdom can, or knowledge can be destructive if it's not applied the right way and the right timing. So that gives us the that's ability. You know, that's what you're actually saying right there. Not too many words, but yeah. that's what you're actually you're, you're exactly right on the target with that. Yeah, it's, it's more to it than just the gift of wisdom. And it's a, it's a subject from two ends of the one of an endowment at a time. But where the wisdom is... Uh, and the gift of the Spirit will last just for a, a certain thing. But where this wisdom is, it should be an ongoing thing in all our lives that we do the right thing. And that's exactly yeah. just what you're talking about there. That, you're exactly right. We, we better have wisdom, you know. So that, that's exactly right. And, and also, um, we need to get knowledge. Yes, and we do. And knowledge is... Accumulated learning, it's acquired over time. Uh, that's right. why we seek. Uh, that's why we seek old people for their knowledge. Um, my grandfathers, they had wisdom and knowledge, and, yes. and when you talk to them, you could you could see the work, you could see the the wisdom and the knowledge working in them. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Experiential knowledge and wisdom. Yeah, it, yeah, it comes from experience. Uh, yes, it does. It, and it also comes uh, by learning through the teaching of the Holy Spirit. And oh, yeah. you know, wisdom is from above. It's it's given by the Holy Spirit. And knowledge comes from within. Um, knowledge is what the Spirit reveals uh, from within you. Mm-hmm. It's understanding what what it is. If you don't have understanding, you have knowledge, but you have to have understanding that knowledge for it to work in your life. Yeah. Um, that's, that's exactly right, Butch. But uh, we we accumulate it, and uh, like I said, knowledge mm-hmm. is accumulated uh, accumulated learning. It is. Well, you know, in the, in the word of knowledge, it's like there again, it's the Holy Ghost coming to us at a special time. The, yeah. It, it, always, it always pertains to a now thing. It's not in the future. It can be a little bit from the past, but mostly it's a now thing. And it's the most practical gift of the spirit of the nine gifts because I'll give you an example. I'm going to try to give some examples in these things. Uh, you know, uh, in a secular thing, I was going to do something in my home one time, and I didn't know how to do it. It was a woodworking type thing. I didn't have a clue. And I laid in bed that night. The Holy Ghost showed me exactly what to do. And that was a word of knowledge of how to, to put it in a practical way, and I was able to do it, and it turned out to be great. <laughs> the way it was, because he told me it's a little like building the ark. And uh, anyhow, wasn't that bad? 
man, I've had times that I'd be ministering and uh, somebody, and it didn't seem to be getting through. It just wasn't hitting. It wasn't hitting it. And the Lord gave me a word to say or to do. I did that, and they got their breakthrough, their healing, or whatever it was. In other words, something you need to know at that particular instance. Yeah, I've seen that happen, too. And, and that, that's good. The, the gift of the spirit of the word and always it's, it's a it's endowment you know at that time like all the gifts but like you're saying with the knowledge you see these things are an endowment of the time that don't always happen you know these aren't but knowledge itself is a, is a thing that accumulates and we grow with that you see just like you're saying there because we're taking it from i'm glad you're saying what you're saying i'm saying what i'm saying here because we're giving them both sides of it we're giving the gift of the spirit and we're giving them the knowledge and the practicality of the thing that we need to have this knowledge and understanding because when we have that, then we're going to be able to receive and do what God wants us to do. We have to be very – well, okay, John eight thirty two, We shall know the truth, and the truth shall make us free. That means the truth that we know will make us free. That the truth doesn't that's, make that's us free. That's what I was getting ready to say It's the truth that you know that makes you free. Um, That's, we're in the same track right yeah. here. It's, 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 it's exactly right. We're we're covering we're covering on both sides, and I we I like this. I like this. What's going on because this is really making making it well rounded in every area, the gifts as well as the uh, the thing that we should be walking in twenty four seven. You're talking twenty four seven. I was talking about a endowment time and the nine gifts, but it needs to be taught in various ways because. It's very important that we do those things like we're talking about. Yeah, like I said earlier, uh, you know, uh, living in the spirit should be just as natural to us as living in the flesh. Amen. So, I mean, I hope that doesn't confuse anybody, but... uh, yeah, our, our faith should be keep us in the spirit just just as easy as uh, it, it's not difficult. Um, no, it's not. Jesus taught us how to do it, and it's yes, just simply trusting God. It's that special faith. Um, everybody's got their uh, measure of faith, but here in in verse nine. It's talking about a supernatural knowing and trusting in God. And like I think I said it earlier, this is the faith that is uh, um, I quoted John fourteen twelve a little while ago. Um, everybody's got the power to heal the sick with the power of Christ working in them. And uh, some have been anointed uh, to pray for the healing and and again, uh, a supernatural ability to heal, uh, like uh, Paul and Peter had. They had they had the special gift of healing operating in them. And uh, mm-hmm. th- this is the persevering faith, and and we should believe the persevering kind of faith and the saving faith. As well, we understand that there there's two different types of faith, and we have to exercise both of them and it takes being persistent in prayer 
and and being an intercessor along with that strong trust in God, even in the most difficult times, even when it's hard, uh, keep, keep the faith, keep that special mountain-moving faith. Amen. It, you know, when you said about that, a gift of faith, uh, there again we're putting the two, and that, this is good. I like this. The gift of faith is an endowment of time, and I, I've had different times the gift of faith came upon me. And when I was conducting miracle healing services, I you know, conduct miracle healing services. And uh, when I had that, faith came on me that people come up there and they had uh, things in their hair. I can't even say what, what is those things in their head that they had lice and stuff. And just went ahead and prayed and cast them things out. And I, I just couldn't doubt God. When, that's, when, the, when the gift of faith is upon you, you cannot doubt. You're in a place that you cannot doubt. You really can't. It's not if you even tried. What happens when that anointing leaves you, you can feel it and you can back down to where you're at where you have to apply faith. But it, it's a level of faith that God puts you at to accomplish a certain thing, and it doesn't stay with you all the time, the gift of faith. It's just there for a purpose. And I've had it happen when I was uh, another place I was working at one time there, and the gift of faith came upon me. But, uh, the faith that you're talking about there. Uh, is a faith that we must build up and we must live by faith because we can't please God if we don't. And if we aren't living by faith, uh, we don't have the joy of the Lord because what we believe determines our joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength, but we have to believe the Word of God in order to have that joy because believing God's Word, you automatically have the joy of the Lord. If you're believing what the Word tells you about yourself, who you are and who he is, you stay in the joy of the Lord, you see. And hey, some people, you know, there's, no need, there's no reason you should be out of the joy if you listen to who God tells you you are. And, that's right. That's you know, exactly I, right. I, hear people, I hear people going, well, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. Uh, that's who you yeah. say you are. That's not who God says you are. Uh, God says you're a royal priesthood. That's right. Uh, you're a peculiar people. Uh, you, you've been bought and paid for. That's so, right. So, you know, I, I don't own me. I mm-hmm. don't own me. No, and, and that's what the peculiar in in First uh, Peter 3, 9, that's what the word peculiar means, bought and paid for. That's right. You're owned by him. That's it. Yeah. You know, what you're saying, uh, and here's here's how to really, you know how you know, and a lot of people don't realize this, but, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm believing God. I'm in faith for this or that. How you check yourself to, they'll say, well, how do I know if I'm in faith? If you're in faith about an issue, whatever that issue might be, you have peace in your heart about it. If you don't have peace in your heart about it, it's that simple. You're not in faith. That's how you test yourself. That's, that's and, the, and if you're not in faith, you're in disbelief. Unbelief and you have fear. But you have a peaceful yeah. heart about whatever you're in faith for. If you're in faith and if the enemy tries to get you out, you get back into it. You see, because peace, peace always comes from faith. Faith, faith brings you peace. Uh, in your heart, when you're to fully trusting God for something, you're you're no longer you're 100% gone, and He's 100% in. When He's in 100%, you know He's taken care of. But when you have yourself in the the picture, 
you're looking at your own inability. And, hey, when I look at my inability, if I'm in the picture, I'm going to have fear of my life. But when I get out of that picture, let him totally in it. Hey, I'm depending on him. I have no fears. And we have to conduct. It's a lifestyle, Pastor Butcher. I know you know that. It's a it's a lifestyle is what, what it is. It's not just go to him when you have a need. But we live a life like we, we, you know, like the 91st Psalm says, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High will be under the shadow of the Almighty. He didn't say visit the, the secret place of the Most High. He said lives there or dwells there. And we need to live where he is in order to walk in what we're talking about tonight, what you're saying there and what I'm saying there. We have to dwell with him. And, and in order to do that, we have to go back to what you were talking about a little while ago. We have to practice his presence. That's That's where we succeed in practicing his presence. When we practice his presence, we know that we're in his will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you'll know it. You know and you know, or like they say, you know that you know that you know. You have no doubt about it. And, you know, that's what gives you bonus because, you know what? What matter what people think of you or say about you or whatever it is or who's coming against you, if God's for you, who can be against you? And you have that peace that the whole world can be against you, and they can tell you you're wrong. But when I have the peace of God in my heart, I don't even think about it. I don't even think about what people think anymore. There's a time I used to, but, but I tell you, I don't care what anything or anybody thinks anymore because I know who I am. I know whom I believe, and therefore I'm bold in him. And people will think that you're a braggart or who do you think you are. But all you are is you're just acting upon what you are in Jesus Christ. You know, because they, they take humility as weakness with Jesus. They thought that was weakness or braggadociousness. If you're talking about, well, I know I can do this, I can do that. Well, there's people that do bragging. You know when they're bragging. But when you're bragging on Jesus, you know. That's what we are. He, he's a great one within us. We're, we're boasting on him, not ourselves. But we're boasting Absolutely. on Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Yeah, and, it's uh, praise God. There's some good stuff here tonight, folks. There's some good things, so you all need to be taking some notes right. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'm telling and, you because <laughs> And it all comes from the one spirit. Of while we have many gifts. You know, Paul stresses there's only one source, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. That's Let's right. see. I'm looking at some notes here. And in the first 11 verses, uh, five times it's mentioned that the Holy Spirit is the source of the gifts. So right. Paul is, is stressing this. Um but we have to be willing to receive them. Uh, when we receive them, we, we receive these gifts. Like you said, that's where we get our boldness. Mm-hmm. And it, it, he energizes us and empowers us, and it's from the Holy Spirit alone. It, it's yes. his choice. It's his yes. choice. Who gets what gifts? We can seek yeah, them. We're, we're told to seek them, but uh, yeah. you have to be within the in the will of the Holy Spirit uh, to go uh, 
to go to the next level in them. Um, That's right. You know, the the, the Corinth Church, uh, they had a lot of uh, a paganism in it. And this, I think this is one thing that, uh, that Paul was trying to, uh, to, to weed out of the Corinthian church. And, mm-hmm. you know, he got to admire him for the way that he used the human body as an analogy. And that's, mm-hmm. that's just exactly the way we are unified in Christ. Um, right. It, it, it's everybody that believes in Jesus that, that makes up the body, uh, the body of Christ, and Jesus Himself is head, uh, as we right. know. Um, we, we've stressed that uh, we're nothing uh, of ourselves, but when we're powered from on high from God, uh, all things are possible. That's right. It's his power. We've been given that authority to use it if we believe. Yes. Hey, he said, he said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. And, and that's where the, the vines, uh, the branches get their strength from the vine. It's the branches drawing off of the brine, off the vine. And, he he just supplies he supplies every need. That's right, and you know he right supplies now, every need. He does, and the gifts of healing. You know, another thing about the gifts of healing that would be the next gift that we're on right now. Uh, that means a lot of times uh, that anointing is. Some people have a, a gift that they pray for somebody or cancer. They're, they've been very successful. People that have cancer. Another maybe be with, with COVID. Another one would be uh, another disease that would seem to be able to deal with that. more. there's variations. Some people have more success than others in certain areas. So there's a variation of the gift. But when the gift of the spirit of healing is in operation, when you're ministering to somebody, you have that full assurance that gift's in operation that you can actually tell that person to take that cast off of your armor or get that off of you right there because you're healed, you're well because you know that. And it's similar to the gift of faith. Sometimes the two will go together, uh, be an operation. But that's how uh, you often you'll say, well, how can that preacher say that to that man or that woman up there to do that? Because the gift's an operation. And, and, and when that's an operation, you know it's there. You don't guess or just praying by faith. And there's times you can pray, and I've seen God open blind eyes. It, it was in operation, but I didn't know it until later. It doesn't always come to you. I mean, it comes different ways, but when these gifts are in operation, you're aware of these things that you can actually lay claim on it, just like in the gift of faith or the gift of healing. And it operates many ways. Then we can get into a lot of details, but I don't want to get into a lot of details. But uh, when it's an operation, you can sense it in there. But to the listeners right now, I would say, as you, as we talk about these things, for what we just get into, I won't say we're going to get into a lot of finite things, but uh, you learn, you learn to grasp them what they are, and you start out infinitely. And sometimes, uh, well, I won't even go any further till we get to that gift right here, but to, to give you a little bit of understanding with it, because it takes faith to step out in these gifts from time to time. I'll give you a little example. We go along here. We go ahead, Pastor Sports. I just just saying that right there, not dwell on that one too much. But, uh, you well, go ahead, I, 
I, I was going to say that, you know, um, say a pastor's uh, conducting a healing surface and he tells somebody to get out of the wheelchair. Well, before he tells them uh, to do that, uh, he would discern the spirit that told him to tell them that. Mm-hmm. Uh, discerning would... a spirit is, is another gift, and it, it's, it's also a very important gift. You know, God tells us, try the spirits. Mm-hmm. We're instructed to try the spirits. Uh, a false uh, spirit will prove itself false, and a true spirit of God will prove itself as well. Right. And you learn, Pastor Butch, as we go along, and as we, that's the thing for everybody always to do, is you walk with God and, and things we're talking about here, you learn to hear the voice of God more that you know, hey, that's the devil speaking to me, or hey, that's God. And I'll tell you one thing, it's a good separator, and it's a very basic thing. But when something is driving at you or being pushing at you, that's never God. The still, small voice and the very gentle voice is God dealing with you. But if you have something saying, do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that, that's Satan. And that's the very basic, simplest way that you can discern that. Then there's other times you have to go a little further. But uh, as we go along, we mature in that. We make mistakes, and we make mistakes as we go along. But you learn the voice of God. The Jesus said, remember, he said, they are my sheep, and they know my voice. The and sheep we need know to, my voice, yes. And we learn his voice there again. It's experiential knowledge, you see. And we, but you see, it takes an effort on our part. Uh, you know, James uh, 122 says, be not only hearers of the word, but do it. In other words, as we speak to the people tonight, Butch, that they would ask for God to use these gifts through them and to show them and everything, and, and just what little bit that we're giving them here right now. And you'll find when you start to work in those things, it becomes more relevant to you, and after a while you won't be afraid. I know the first time that I spoke a prophetical word, I was before a big audience with a famous preacher, and I was there the first time I ever did it, only a couple years as a Christian, and, and in a bunch of people with the full gospel businessmen meeting, and I get up and spoke at and, and generally if you get a word like a uh, – Prophecy, like we say there, uh, which prophecy is for edification and encouragement in the true sense and the gift of the Spirit. But I got that word, and I stood up, and he generally only gives you maybe one or two words. He doesn't give you the whole thing. And by faith, you stand up and you say that, and then he leads the rest of the words. And that's where your faith is, and that takes some faith sometimes, especially when you're in a situation like that. You learn to trust. That's how you – and it's a little rocky, and it's new to you like anything else, but you've got to get your feet wet. And, but like I say, generally you get a couple words, and, and then that's it. And through tongues and interpretation, this is so many things uh, are involved here that really meets, makes you, helps your life and your life and your ministry. It, it, it's a must to have it because we can't possibly be and do what God wants us to be and do without it. It's just like food and water. We die without it. It, it is. There, there's, you know, we're told there's life in the spirit. The death, uh, the flesh brings death, and and uh, so we have we have to strive for the spirit. Yes, we do. We put forth that effort, you know. Uh, we 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 uh, 
the kingdom of God suffers violence. The violent take it by force, and we have to take some of these things by force that you fight against it. I mean, I've never known fighting in the spirit like I know now. A lot of the cases I deal with and I talk with today, yesterday, the day before, I mean, they're heartbreaking situation. They're rough. But uh, God is greater, and uh, and you're tired sometimes. You're a little weary, and you have left to lay down a little bit. And uh, it, it, it's a battle today, but I'm telling you, we're in for the greatest move of God that we've ever heard of. And it's beginning yeah, now. We're seeing I'm excited. I know we, you we are, too. We can't begin to imagine the victory that's coming our way. No, we can't. And it's all because we walk in the Spirit. We yes. we discern the spirits. Uh, we learn to prophesy. Uh, we learn to interpret what the spirit is saying to us, and and that's what brings us the the successful life in Christ yes. that uh, that we're seeking. That's yes, that's that's what the successful spiritual life is all about. I want to give you a scripture to back up what you and I are telling the folks here. And they might say, oh, yeah, I hear it's going to be greater. Yeah, oh, yeah. When I was uh, with Moore Cirillo, a number of long years, back around 1990 when they were trying to take back PTL, I used to work there. I was on the phone and became supervisor. Then I, I, they wanted me to teach and to uh, uh, serve communion every Monday. And I was ministering that Monday, and Moore Cirillo's top elder was in there. They, had, they would come into the meeting sometimes they would be teaching. And uh, to make a long story short, he came up to me like a little kid, most excited I've ever seen anybody. And he said, this is for you, this is for you. And he was so excited. And, and he gave me this scripture, and this is not only for me, this is for everybody that's in the remnant, wants to serve God. So this is for all of us, if we have ears to hear and we're obedient to the Lord. Behold, you among the heathen, guard and wonder marvelously, for I will work a work in your days, not believe, though it be told you. In other words, said, if I told you what lies ahead, you wouldn't believe me. How great it is, what you just said a while ago. We can't imagine. That's exactly right. We wouldn't believe it. If he came down and told me now, I wouldn't believe it. That's what he's telling me. He's telling you that. He's telling any man, woman, boy, or girl that. So it's beyond measure. It, it's it's heaven. It's some of heaven coming down. It's a touch of heaven is what it is. <coughs> Excuse me. But it, it, it's so exciting, you know. Let's see, where were we at? We we got the, uh, down here. What verse are we on, uh, Butch? <laughs> We've been running down yeah, so many think. rabbit trails. Uh, yeah. I think we've, uh, yeah, I think I think we've pretty much covered. Uh, yeah. we, maybe we need to talk oh. about tongues a little more. But I believe okay. we've gotten through prophecy and and discerning the spirit, so, and and I think now it, it's the different kind of tones. Yeah, discerning the spirit. I won't go deep with that, but discerning a spirit, the spirit—the greatest way of discerning spirit when you actually see the demons with your spiritual eyes. But uh, oh, uh, the other ways, I know uh, I've had cases that, uh, that with witches. I've had to deal several times with witches. And the discernment was there that you knew that you knew. Everybody around you thought they were the greatest thing. They were good-looking. They were very charismatic, flamboyant, and people were attracted to them. 
And I, I discerned that. And when I discerned and picked up on that thing, in a period of time, you know, I had to make sure that I wasn't picking things wrong. But then what he'll do when you see something, you travel lightly and get the mind of God on, he'll confirm it to you through others. Because uh, many things that I get are I'm just like an originator. And I say, God, am I on the left field here about this? I want to make sure I'm not wrong on this. But then he'll bring a confirmation to you. He does that to show that we're not in left field, especially when we're in unknown territory. But you discern these things, the spirit of people and things. Uh, you discern it. And that's the simplest way that something just isn't right. Something isn't clicking here. They look good. They sound good. But I, I have a, a flag going up here. And that's when you have to travel lightly. That's the simplest way to tell people. Cases, I know Smith Wigglesworth, he actually hit people in the stomach, come up for healing. And they said, why do you hit that person? He said, I didn't hit them. I hit the devils right in their stomach. And that's what he did. He all often hit them yeah, in the stomach. Yeah, beat the devil. That's where, that's where the demon was at. So Smith Smith went after him. Um, that was that was, uh, right. Yeah, and that's, but it's important that we know, like you say there, Butch, we need to discern those things because there's a lot of phonies in this world, a lot of false prophets, false Bible teachers, and false everything. So wisdom and discernment are uh, we can't live without them because if we do try to, we're going to get we're going to get hurt. To say the least, we'll get hurt. Yeah, very much so. Uh, there was an incident in the Book of Acts where a couple of guys tried to cast out demons, and the demon called them out, called them, and said, hey, uh, Jesus I know, Paul I recognize, but who are you? And after that, the, there was a terrible fight, and uh, and they uh, went running out of the house quite embarrassed. Yeah, nothing on their, and, their uh, back. <laughs> and that's true, yeah. you know, if you don't know your God, uh, which, uh, you know, uh, I can say words, you can say words, anybody can say words, but what do those words mean to you? Are you bold in them words? you know in your heart in them words? Because you deal with a devil. Uh, you look for, are, okay. are you exercising every confidence in Christ when you confront them? If you're not, you better be. If you're not, uh, you better get out of the house. And there's no reason for you to be afraid of anybody to be afraid of. None for anyone to be afraid because Luke 10 said he's given power, Luke 10, 19, and 20, over them. And and it's not a big yes. deal casting out demons. It's, it's really nothing to it. Because, uh, you know, uh, I've had times, and, and one thing that I, I've done, uh, I've only done this a couple of times, but I only had to do a couple of demon-possessed situations. But one was like that. When I faced somebody like that, not only do I have it in my heart, but I look at them with my eyes right there as determined they can look at. And one of them I had say to me, and this has been a number of years ago, uh, he said, I didn't see you there after he got delivered. He said, I didn't see you. He said, I saw Jesus standing there because I, I, I get into Jesus when I minister to people, whether praying for the sick or, or, or dealing with demon power. I get into Jesus. I get myself out of the picture and have that boldness and determination and look and then use my faith. And it works. You know, really, you have to. And it's not psyching yourself up. It's being that way because that's that, that's part of our ministry, everybody's ministry, really, not not just uh, us as, uh, as uh, ministers of the fivefold, but everybody. I mean, these gifts and what we're talking about here is for every every person to use because they're needed. 
You know, one of my spiritual sons is, is probably the most successful person I've ever had is a spiritual son. <laughs> Just days after he received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he dealt with a demon possession in his mother, got her delivered. He got her set free, baptized in the Holy Ghost, and, and we just ministered to him days before in the phone, Sabina and I. And, and, uh, yeah. and I'm so proud of him, and, and I use that as an example, because what God can do, I mean, he's a pure example. When you talk about fire and power, what he's doing and what he's overcome, I mean, it's amazing. You give the testimonies and it shows what kind of a God we really have, and if you just give yourself to him and let him have it, he, show, he shows up and shows out, and that's what really... I never get tired of that. I'm just so, uh, I, more and more, I want to see more of it and much, much more of it. And you're never going to be satisfied with it because you can't be satisfied in this life in your ministry. You're, you're satisfied, you're blessed by what goes on, but you're never completely satisfied because the more you see, the more you want to see. Yeah. Um, I see, I've lost my train of thought here. But uh, you're absolutely right in dealing with the demons. Uh, Fran and I have, have done this several times, and uh, we had one lady uh, had demon of homosexuality manifest itself in the church one time, and, and another pastor confronted that demon, and the demon uh, just was ready to leave the church. It was time to go. Uh, and he knew it, the demon knew it. Um, but it, it takes every confidence that the Holy Spirit can give to, to be able to do that. You, you have to be confident in who you are in Christ and, and know that Christ is in you and the Holy Spirit is working in you. And uh, uh, the, the demons, you know, Light and darkness can't occupy the same place. That's right. It, it, it just can't happen. And uh, yes, the, the, demon, the demon will flee. If you exhibit the Holy Spirit in you, the, the demon is going to be gone. We had, when we had our church back north, uh, my board, uh, this, these are, some of these things are a number of years ago, some recent. But anyhow, the lady had had a demon force in her, and she was in our house in the basement there, and, and the other lady that I ordained into the ministry, a very powerful lady, blessed me a lot, a lot of ways, learned from her. Uh, she uh, was there, she'd come in, and uh, anyhow, we started to deal with her, and she went to run out of the house, and we commanded her to stop in the name of Jesus, and she stopped, because that demon is what had her running, you know, sometimes a person will go to, to run, you know, and anyhow, it, it got rid of it, got rid of that demon force. But it, it's a thing that uh, it, it's a service. It's it's not you know a lot of people they build it up in these movies. I guess they had these movies, The Exorcist, and all this stuff. But it's not any big deal like that. Knowing that the greater ones in you, greater is He that's in me and He that's in the world, and in His name I cast it out. Hey, that's all you need. You got the greater one inside of you, and in the name of Jesus, you must go. I'm not fooling around with you, devil. You must go. I don't play with you. You know who I am, devil. You're going in the name of Jesus. I'm in Jesus. Just an attitude like that, uh, Butch. Uh, and it's not a big deal. It's really not a big deal, but the devil's trying to tell it's people not. that to scare people. And you know what I'm saying. 
But like we said, it does take a confidence. Mm-hmm. It does. It does take a confidence. Sure, it does. It, it's something that just by words or you memorize. But we faith comes by hearing and hearing by God's word as we say it and do it and apply it. And oh, in tongues, we're talking about about demons, and I, I think we're getting pretty well. <laughs> we're just talking here, and this is good because uh, not having just a teaching subject, but a sharing and talking about a few past experiences that we're sharing here with the people. And uh, and you know, like tongues, and of course, tongues. Uh, is the gift of tongues is the message that God puts forth in a service. We can clear this up real quick uh, that, uh, you know, they'll get up and they'll say the word. Now, naturally, you should ask that you can interpret also, but generally somebody that will interpret for you because tongues is an interpretation. Now, interpretation is interpreting what the person said in tongues. Now, prophecy, if you get up and you prophesy, that's the same as a person who's up to speak in tongues and then there's interpretation. And then, and, uh, you know, that's the answer to the people. Or if a person just prophesies, that's the answer right there. But I've actually seen things happen, and this hasn't happened very often. I, I don't want to confuse the people. Again, I don't like to get too deep into things with people. But here's what happened one time. A person gave a message, and I went to give an interpretation. The Lord stopped me. Somebody else gave an interpretation. Then I gave an uh, interpretation, you know, a, a prophecy about it. And I found out when that person, what they said in tongues that the person interpreted, said part A, and I came along and fulfilled part B. But if I had taken my part B first, that would have been before part A. In other words, it had been out of sequence. So you want to be sensitive yeah. to the Spirit when you actually do it. Now, that's, that's unusual. That only happened to me one time. It's like a part A and a part B to it. But uh, it, 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 to, to be in sequence. But these things, uh, and it's really folks, uh, as Pastor Butch and I are talking about here, it, it's like the book of James says, uh, 122, don't be here to be doers, and ask the Lord to help you with these things. And, and listen to this tape over again. Uh, you can listen to it on the on-demand section on here, for those that are on their computers, or just go to it. Because, and, and we're going to give you our addresses, too, uh, our email and everything, because we're here to serve you, to answer any of your questions we can answer, Lord willing. Uh, to help you on these things, because uh, it's imperative that, that you do seek these gifts. In fact, the Bible teaches us to do those things, because uh, what we're really doing when we seek the gifts, we're saying, use me, and use these gifts in me as they are needed, because I want to help people, because that's what they're about. They aren't to make you look like some big superstar that some people think, like the, the Corinthians thought that, I'd be like Pastor Butch was saying there, but it helps us to get the job done. It's about getting the job done. The job is to bring people to Jesus, saved, healed, delivered, and then get them on fire for Jesus. And we can't do that except by example, by our words, but by our example. You know, if we're on fire, if we act on fire ourselves, if we're motivated ourselves and on fire, it's going to catch over others. They're going to say, "Woo!" like that, you know, and they get excited because I'm excited about the Lord. Pastor Butch is excited about God. And, and Absolutely. And uh, and you draw from it. There's an anointing on that. There's an anointing there because uh, you don't need motivational speakers. All you need is the Word of God. And I've listened to what you know. I know you have too. Listen to motivational speakers, and they are just speaking Bible by what they're talking about. They're only they're putting it in the world's vernacular. A little bit like uh, karma. You know, 
sowing what you reap, what you sow, karma in the world. Karma is actually sowing and reaping in the Bible, but they give it a worldly name. They don't say sowing and reaping. They say, well, your karma, you do something that's going to come back on you. But you know how they do it, and most of your motivational speakers will be speaking truth out of the Bible, but they put it in, in the vernacular of the world, you know. And uh, but, and that's part of uh, what was going on in the, in the Corinthian church. They were they they were take they were falsely manifesting the gifts of the spirit in yeah. order to to put on a show, and it, it wasn't really in the spirit. It, it no. was in the flesh. It, it was a fleshly experience. Um, it, it's like the woman that was in the church, and this is a joke uh, that's been told before. And and the woman went on in this long ranting tongue, and the pastor said, uh, "Okay, where's the interpretation of that lady, this woman's tongues?" And he said, uh, "Okay, I'll interpret it." And he said, "She's saying, look at me, I can speak in tongues." And, and, and stuff like that. It was the flashy gifts again, manifesting it, and sure. and that's that's what some of the Corinthians were wanting. And because they were getting recognized for it, it was um, it, it was creating rivalries in the church, and, yeah, and the church wasn't yeah. unified. And and sure. Paul comes in. And he explains the gifts clearly to them, and um, he um, he he sets them straight on on being in the spirit. And he uses the analogy of the body, the unity of the body, the human body. And you know he he tells them, find your place in the body. You know, if, if you're if you're uh, if you're an eye, don't try to be an ear, mm-hmm. because the eye can't hear, uh, mm-hmm. the ear can't see, and, and you know analogies like this, and it, I think it finally led to a to a solid church in Corinth, and uh, the you know most of the paganism was overcome. There were still those that practiced it. But, uh, you know, Christianity is not for everybody. Um, unfortunately, it should be. Uh, it's intended to be. But uh, there's some that just, uh, you know, will not accept it. And uh, it's, it, it's time to move on from them. And you know what it is? is? People want to be seen and known. But, you know, you stop and consider something. The Boston or the Brooklyn Bridge or some bridges are beautiful. I don't know a lot about bridges. But people look at the bridge and say, oh, the San Francisco Bridge or the Bay Bridge. Oh, isn't that beautiful? But if it wouldn't be for the calmly parts of the ones you don't see, like the structures underneath that are holding the bridge up, there'd be no bridge, you see. And anyhow, absolutely. And, and that's it. And, you know, I'm going to tell you something else that really is true, and this this will help people big time. I know it definitely is a blessing to me. If you're in a center of God's will, which we better be in a center of God's will, that's a place of being blessed and being a blessing, no matter if it's cleaning the toilets or it's preaching to the around the world. It don't matter. If you're doing what God has called you to do, do it to the best of your, your ability, 
and God will promote you as you go along, and he'll put you in that's a better exactly, thing. That's man. exactly right. If, if God called you to be a janitor, be the best janitor you can be, and, and be joyful about it. If you do that, you're going to find your prayer life for your personal life and for every part of your life, you're going to have a happier life, a life that you're going to have to not hold your hand out too much, but you're going to lift your hands up. In other words, seek first the kingdom of God, all these things to be added to you, and not like so many people's prayer requests, Lord, I need this, I need that. Most prayer requests that come my way and your way and everybody's way, probably listening right now, Unfortunately, isn't God anoint me, help me be a better witness, win more to Christ, get more saved, healed, and delivered? It's, Lord, I need this. Lord, I need this. I need you to do that. It's personal prayers. But if we are putting God first, we are going to not have as many personal prayers of need. Because he said, seek first the kingdom and all the things will be added to you. He said, you take care of my business. I'll take care of your business. And we have to do that, but it trust. And, you know, we were talking about this. Which, and you know the deal is this: we have faith. Okay, we apply our faith. Then with patience, like it says in James one four, let patience have a perfect work, and you will lack nothing. Right? You will lack nothing. Faith and patience. It's applying your faith and standing there in your conversation, your attitude, your mind. And when you feel like it didn't come to pass, you praise God. I thank you. I got it. I got it. No matter what I'm feeling, no matter what I'm seeing. Now. You do that, and it doesn't manifest, right? You come to right. the point, and this is long haul, the word trust, T-R-U-S-T. No, come hell or high water is the best phrase I can say. You are trusting God for it, and you will not move. You will not move. And that's what God is looking for, you see. That's what he wants people for blind, not blind trust, but seeing trust because you're seeing God. You're seeing what God does. You're seeing what he does. You're believing God. And when you do that, you're showing faith in him. And you're not going to wait so long. But a lot of people, it's a short-term thing. In other words, if I don't see it happen tomorrow, maybe I didn't get it. Well, see, that's double-mindedness. You won't receive anything. The greatest thing is to learn how to stand by faith. You know, it's be healed by your own faith. Because the devil tries to steal healings. And if people didn't receive their healing by their own faith, a lot of times it was through somebody else. They depended on going to some meeting or talk to somebody. When the enemy attacked them, symptoms will come back upon them a lot of times. And if you receive those symptoms, and here's another good word, Nahum 1.9 says this affliction will not return a second time. In other words, if you've been healed of something, it can't come back by the word of God the second time. This affliction will not return the second time. So that's another promise of God. If you've been healed of cancer, if you've been healed of whatever it is, it will not. It has no. It doesn't have the right to come in the first time. But if it didn't get in the first time, it will not come back the second time. And you have to stand like that. And that's where the kingdom of God, uh, you know, suffers violence. Those of the kingdom, you know, the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. You take your blessings by force. You don't pull them out of God's hands. You take them from the devil, and he can't stop you because God hands them to you. But you've got a devil that's contesting you at every step of the way, and this is where you take it by force against the devil. When you do that and become hard, become a rocky, you just are bold, and you claim, and you speak, and you walk softly and carry a big stick, hey, let me tell you, that's when things start yeah. to work because the devil 
I got I got a live wire here. I don't want to mess with him, you know. And that's what God's trying to make out of us, this type of an And it's an attitude, a lifestyle that we have to walk in daily because things come at us daily, you know. Yeah, I heard a story one time about Smith Wigglesworth. Uh, he was standing he was standing at a bus stop waiting on the bus, and a lady came up, and her little dog uh, followed her down to the bus stop. And she was all sweet talking to dogs, and, honey, you can't stay here. you got to go back home. I have to go to work and, and all this. And she's still coaxing the dog, you know, uh, come on, honey, you got to go back now. Finally, she got uh, got tired of it, and she uh, stomped her foot and yelled, scat. And the dog turned tail and ran back to the house. And Smith just laughed, looked at him and laughed and said, that's the way we need to treat the devil. That's right. That, that's it. The devil is not a big deal. He's the, he's the mouse. You're the elephant. You have to see it in that light. Remember, he comes as a roaring lion, and he sneaks around to try to fool people. He doesn't have any authority over us. He has no authority over us, and you start to treat him like that, and then there's other areas he tries to attack you, but you keep that full armor on, and you you walk in these things. It's a learning experiential process, but you've got to start out somewhere, and where most Christians fall by the short line, there's that same scripture, be not only here, do what it says and watch what happens. Learn from doing, learn from doing what the Word says, and he shows you things, but God, God says, draw near to me, and he draw, says, draw, I'll draw near to you in James 4, 7, right? He says, draw near to me, and I'll yeah. draw near to you. We draw near to him by our faith. So, therefore, I had to act in faith in something, apply my faith uh, to it, that he's going to come near me and help me with that. In other words, i got to put forth an effort first. He said, it's always our effort first. When Jesus healed the sick, he said, all right, rise up and walk, you know, take up your bed and walk. Or, or dip in the word, you know, look with your eyes, whatever. You know, he always had them do something. So there's a, a part required in us, but we have the, the tendency, Butch, that, uh, God, I'm here. Yeah. Lay it on me. I got it. In other words, osmosis, bang, it's there. Somebody lay their hands on me, and I got it. No. You have to contend for things. People are lazy. They want to listen to other people. But uh, learn from the Holy Ghost yourself. I've been Holy Ghost taught, Butch. I didn't go to Bible college, Bible school, or anything like that. I thank God I have a lot of friends like you at have, And, and uh, I have professors and everything that have arms as length that they speak to nations. One of them uh, is that far along. But people that are less educated, more educated, nothing. Well, let me give you a scripture in 1 Corinthians 3.18. Let him that seems wise in this world become a fool that he may be wise. That means we all, black, white, orange, purple, smart, handsome, whatever it might be, or like we've been given the measure of faith. We've all been given something. So we're all on equal ground. There isn't anything of unequality. Oh, I'm, I'm not equal. I'm, I'm been put down, this and that. No. In the Lord, there isn't such a thing as inequality. We're all equal. But it's what you and I put into it that's going to count. It, it, we, we, it, it, it's all up to how we've developed our faith. Yes, it is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, uh, we can't just, uh, you know, God doesn't intend for us to to sit back and just wait on it to happen. Uh, no. Nope. You know, I use the analogy of being in a restaurant uh, waiting on a waiting on a waiter. You know, he's not sitting there 
twiddling his thumbs, uh, what do you want? You know, he's he's getting you things. He's serving you. And and that's right. the way we need to serve the Lord. We need that that's the way we need to wait on the Lord is is to yes. be doing things uh whether it's witnessing or you know, most of us are in a position if we can't do anything else for somebody, we can feed them. Uh, my grandparents were very for, very poor. Well, they weren't very poor, but they they were by no means rich. But if they couldn't do anything else for you, they would feed you. That's and right. And hey, it's just a it's a matter of doing something, making yourself available to the Lord. That's that, right. That's what that's, we have to do. I'll tell you what, well, you just hit on something else. We won't get into this, but there's what they call motivational gifts. And one of the motivational gifts is giving. There's some people just have the ability to give. Sometimes it's their finance or, like you said, the feeding the food. And there's other things, preaching, teaching, there's motivational gifts that people have. In other words, it's what they can do for the kingdom to help others, what they're comfortable and seem to lead that way. And that's why you have to pursue things, things that, that uh, generally – uh, that you do, that you are able to do, you feel comfortable in doing, you're seeing fruit come from it, and it just seems like you're being drawn that way. That's how you have to be open for the Holy Spirit, because he'll lead you. He's got a plan for all of our lives, and with that plan, he's going to direct us to all these things, because I knew nothing when I got there. I knew less than anybody on this broadcast that's listening right now. My wife will back that up. I was tormented by the size of the Bible. I thought, oh, my heavens, I'll never learn this. And God taught me. He showed me what to do, and he gave me scriptures where I can quote pretty much anything you want to talk about. God has given me that gift. But I, I was frightened of that. I'm going to be honest with you. I despised. I hooked school so I wouldn't have to go into public speaking. Uh, I didn't want to read. Backward. I just kind of, I don't know, inferiority complex. Everything, is, everything that I am is now, I was the opposite of that when I was in school. And, and I tell yeah. you, when the whole like you're talking about here tonight and we're talking about, he will change everybody's life, you know. That's why everybody is on equal grounds here. You don't know anything, that's no big deal because he says in Psalms 46.1, he's a very present help in time of trouble and time of need. So I feel very comfortable going to God knowing nothing. Lord, I don't know. You're going to have to direct me in this. And he'd get somebody that will tell me what to do or how to do it or whatever it is because, you know, Pastor Butch, I – I, the Lord had me start churches, write a book, and done all kinds of things that I didn't know nothing about. But he sent the right people around. He opened the doors. He did it the way. Uh, and that's what's cool about it. You know, uh, we don't have to know anything. If you give your will to him, he supplies what you need to get it done. He isn't looking for those that have that great ability. He's looking for those that just give him their will because he said, hey, you give me your will, which I can't take it. I purposely gave you a free will. But you give me that free will, and I'll give you the ability. I'll show you how and what to do. And that's all you got to do is trust him, because he got something special for every man, woman, boy, and girl, or in the ears listening to us talking here tonight. And, and that's what's really neat about it. I mean, you talk about a fair employer and one that gives far more back than what, what you give, and that, that's God. I mean, you don't have a better employer than God. No, you don't. No, you don't. He will he 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 will take care of you and he will meet yes, you need, meet your needs where um nobody else will do that. 
That's it, for it just sure. Won't happen. He's he's a provider. Um, he's a healer. Um, you know, whatever you need, God's got it for you, and He's willing to give it. And we have, to, in order to get it, we have to learn that God is not unapproachable. That's right. We, we can go to God. The Hebrews four he six ten wants us to come to Him and trust Him. Come to me boldly, he said. Not Millie Mouth, yeah. like some people say, oh, God, I'm so unworthy. No, he don't want to hear that. He wants you to come boldly because you know you're his, his son, and he's, you're coming to him, you know he's going to answer your prayer. And if you come boldly to him, uh, it'll happen. He says, you have not because you ask not. And that's, that's exactly that's, right. I mean, it, it, these things, you know, I have found, through Revelation, God gave me much revelation of a lot of things. And you know what I found about Revelation? Revelation is usually very simple things that are right under our nose that we missed. I could quote a different things too. I won't go into that. But different things, uh, uh, okay, Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against me will prosper. You've, you've said that probably a million times. You've heard it a million times, right? Okay. Yeah. That's true. Prosper. But you notice what you got to do. Thou shall rise up and, and rebuke it, said, you know, the voices come against you. That means I must get up and rebuke them. Thou isn't God. I looked up the word thou, and that thou means you do it. In other words, I can't say no weapon's going to form, be formed against me will prosper if I don't rise up and take authority against it. You see where I'm coming from? People claim a promise exactly. they get. I'm thou. I need to do this, you know. Uh, you're not going to say, God, get the devil off of back. He said, no. He said, I've given you the authority of that. Paul did that. You know, and, that, and what a lot of people misinterpret Scripture, uh, he had a thorn in the flesh. And what it was, he said, I sought the Lord several times to get this thing away from me. Paul was wrong there. He messed up there, the great apostle Paul. And yet I never do that till I was taught that maybe a year or two ago. Because remember, it said that he sought the Lord to take it from him. You don't seek the Lord to take something of the devil from me. You, you bind it yourself. He said, hey, I've given you that authority. That's what happened to him. He said, my grace is sufficient me. I've given you my word and saying you do it, you see. And, and uh, so, you see, we, we have to, we're, we're creatures that like to be babyfied, and people just uh, polycoddle us and, oh, you poor little soul. But, God said, I want an army now that's going to raise up and be bold and believe me and know that I'm your God, your Lord, and I want to take care of you. I want to use you, but you've got to do what I want you to do, and I'll take care of your life, but you just listen to me. And that's, that's what he's looking for. You know, that's, that's a remnant. That's the heart of a remnant warrior, Butcher. I know you know that. Yes. Uh, yes. Remnant warrior. But uh, amen. And, well, and the church today is his remnant. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. What would you like to say? Now, we got about seven minutes left. Uh, you know, we have two hours. We got. I have eight fifty-two. Well, I, like yeah, I think we've. I think we've about uh, exhausted things up here, and and I think we've covered a lot of ground. And and uh, you know, I hope we've made some good points. And uh, by the power of the Spirit, and I'm hoping that uh, and praying that. Uh, the people that have listened to us tonight have been blessed. Um, yeah. I, I, I just want to encourage everybody to seek the Spirit. 
this is yeah. this is the age of the church, and it, it's the spirit age, and uh, this this is where we're going to find our success is is Christians is and uh, and working and uh, in these uh, spiritual gifts. And if you look at the life of uh, Jesus, uh, his life proves it. Yes. Yes, it does. And uh, we want to do what he did, as Pastor Butch says there. And uh, I'm going to give uh, my email, and Pastor Butch will give you his, and give him the church address and anything, you know, connected there, because we're here to serve. And any questions you have, I know we, we covered kind of briefly. We didn't get into great detail but I would suggest you listen to this a uh, few minutes after 9. It stops at 9, and the tape is easy. About three minutes later, it's done posted that you can listen to it again. But listen to this again and pray before you listen and say, the Lord, how does this apply to me? Because it's going to be mean different things to different people. But he has something for you in this. I know the Holy Spirit spoke tonight and did differently than that, and I expected or for any of us, and he always does. I never know what's going to happen. Very seldom anymore. God doesn't check with me. He just does it. <laughs> He's never asked for my opinion. Cause I don't believe he needs it. Folks. <laughs> and anyhow, uh, but uh, but listen to that because uh, the beautiful thing I had somebody tell me the other day is when we want to start out again, we might have messed up. Things aren't right, but we just repent and say, Lord, forgive me, like it says in First John one nine. Forgive me, I haven't been serving you like I should. I ask you to forgive me. I want to come back to you like the prodigal son. I want to come back and serve you again. Absolutely. Be with you. I know you have a calling on my life, Lord. And, and come to him like that. And he'll receive you. He said, I'll no wise cast you out. And also, if you don't know Jesus, he said, first of all, you have to believe that you're a sinner and believe that Jesus Christ died for you, even if you were the only person that ever lived. And then believe that God put him, he sent him on the cross, he obeyed his father. He went to the cross, he bled, he died, and then God resurrected him. And through that, if you ask him to come into your heart and save you, he will. He will because he said, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved in Romans 10, 13. So say, you're a sinner. And, Lord, I believe you died for my sins. I repent. I want to turn my life around, and I can't do it except by you. You turn my life around and empower me to live the life that you want me to live, Lord. I give it all to you now. And, Lord, I thank you that I'm saved because you said whoever calls upon your name is saved. And you do that, mean that in your heart, and however way you put it, but exactly that's what it means. You're saved. And for those that are sick right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, Satan, I command the spirit of infirmity, spirit of infirmity off those that are sick, those that have needs tonight in their bodies, their minds, their souls, their spirits. I command all of them. I rebuke the spirit of infirmity. I rebuke the spirit of fear. I cast the forces of the darkness out of this audience right now and those that are afflicted and afflicted in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, and that COVD, COVID-19, I command that to go. Go from these people to listen to these words now. Let your anointing, let your anointing go through, and let that light just, yes, that darkness, that darkness must leave, that darkness of COVID, sickness, disease, light expels darkness. That light expel all darkness right now, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 
Yes, be strong. For I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee. You are more than a conqueror through me, saith the Lord. I felt that one, folks. I felt the spirit of the Lord that it. Oh, oh, the Lord is here tonight, folks. Just, just take us all to heart. When we're going to be going off in a couple minutes, take us to heart. You go back in your bedroom, whatever it is, wherever it is. And let's let the Holy Spirit minister to you because he wants to minister to you now. What's on your heart? You yes, he does. You can phone down now. It don't matter. Just just go and just let the Lord have you because he wants you. He wants you more than you want him, more than you want anything. He wants you. You're worth more to him in the whole world. One soul is worth more than everything in the world and everything that's in it and all the wealth and everything else. You mount, You are something in his eyes. You're special. So let him have your life. Seek him first, and everything will be added to you. Praise you, Jesus. Thank All you. Right. Thank Hallelujah. you. Hallelujah. Thank you, and, and I really enjoyed our conversation tonight. I know God used us tonight to uh, have a program here because, you know, we were talking different things, but there's different things that were said here tonight that applies to probably a lot of different types of people because there are a lot of different things said. And I do thank you for being yes, my guest on the I appreciate you having me. I thank you very much. Uh, one verse I'd like to leave our listeners with tonight, and that's Second uh, Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So celebrate your newness in Christ tonight. Start celebrating. Yeah. Uh, Pastor yeah. Ed said earlier, practice his presence. Practice being yeah. in his presence. And uh, if you need to get in touch with me, um, my email is very simple. It's uh, all lowercase, butchclay72 at yahoo.com. And uh, if you're in the Concord area, Cabarrus Christian Fellowship is located at uh, 60 Transit Court. It's right off of uh, Highway 29 near the Golden Corral. So if uh, you're in the area, please visit us one Sunday, uh, Sunday school at 10, and then preaching at 11. So uh, have a blessed and glorious week. Amen. You too, Butch. We love you then. We'll talk with you both, stick with you all soon, okay? And you all have a blessed All right. Thank you very much for having me on, Ed. I appreciate it. Okay, night, everybody. God bless you all. All right. Good night. God bless all.